I like drinking beer and smoking cigarettes. Do I like to party? The answer is yes. I like drinking beer and smoking cigarettes. And when it comes to getting down. Bree sucks. <laughs> well, I guess I'm Bree. And I am Caleb, and this is Horse Soup. If you're here again, I feel fucking bad for you, but we have a story to tell you. Today, this is the story of Joseph Fritzl. He's fucking disgusting. Um, but anyway, he is a prime example of one of my favorite phrases. I think it's one of your favorite phrases, too. Oh, yeah. Fuck dads. Yeah, fuck dads. Fuck dads, like, on so many levels. This guy, he's a dad. And fucking fuck hate him. him. And fuck him. <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> but uh, this is the story of... An incestuous monster. Fritzl was a smelly fuck residing in Amstet in Austria. Um, he lived a double life. Um, it was brought to attention in 2008 when the entire world discovered that Yosef had imprisoned his daughter Elizabeth in a cellar that was built under his house for an entire 24 years. And during this time, he deprived his daughter of basic necessities. He beat her constantly, raped her over 3,000 times, and sired seven children with her, eight if you count uh, the miscarriage that she had. Um, on April 19th, 2008, after 8,516 days, Elizabeth was finally released from captivity. And now we are just going to find out what horrors she faced while she was underground. Terrible, terrible story. I was literally a monster. I found this story. I'm pretty sure I told you about this story a while ago. The only reason I know about this guy is because of you. Okay. Yeah, I, I was told about his story about two years ago, and I was shocked that I had not heard about it earlier because it's absolutely fucking crazy, and it only happened 11 years ago, and which is the craziest thing to it's, me. It's crazy how swept under the rug it almost seems. What do you mean? Like, remember um, that whole story of how that guy had the three women in his house? That was, like, all over the news. Honestly, I don't even remember what that is off the top that of my head. That was, like, plastered <laughs> everywhere, all over the news, and I just, this is, what was you're the, the first person. I don't remember. He had three women in his house, though, and they all escaped. Hmm. And she also had a, a child or two with him. Ah, okay. Uh, that sounds pretty fucked, and I don't really want to compare. You know, we're not comparing. I'm just saying, like... But this guy's fucked beyond belief. He's probably the most evil man I've ever heard of in my life. I, this is, I don't exactly want to say favorite, but this is like one of my favorite true crime cases of all time because it is just so unreal, so depraved. It, it, it's just, it inhuman. baffles me. It's inhuman. It is. It is. This guy is, I mean, if you read like any books or find any documentaries on him, everyone refers to him as a monster. He is Because a that is what he is. He is a sick piece of shit. But anyway, um, we are pretty much, there's our first true crime episode, by the way. I guess we should oh, probably say that. Maybe high five or something. I'm not high fiving you. Yeah, I don't, don't want to touch me. you. You just shit all over my bathroom. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, first true crime episode. This was supposed to be last week. It wasn't. Fuck you. Get over it. Um, here it is now. And this is probably going to be, this is for sure going to be a two, maybe three parter. I'm not sure how long it's going to go. I'm pretty but... sure it's going to be a three parter. There's a lot of, um, a lot of information to be to talk about here. Probably. What, what, what have you brought to the table, Brie? What, what have I brought to the table? Yeah, how much? I watched tell, about... <laughs> tell them how much research you did. I've watched about 40 minutes of a podcast on him. You wa you watched a podcast? How, how do you do that? You can watch a podcast, all right? But you, I listened to can, it. You can watch a podcast? You can literally watch... A, you watch Joe Rogan's podcast. Not you, specifically, but people watch Joe Rogan's podcast. 
I think they watch like a live stream and he happens to do a podcast. <laughs> well, that's technically watching the podcast, smartass. You're an idiot. You're fucking stupid. But I'm anyway. throwing this podcast away. I don't, I don't want it to begin with. Then throw it away. I'm out. I'm leaving. I'll literally leave right now. We have three fans. What are we going to lose? <laughs> Hi, Alfred. All our hard work. <laughs> Hi, Alfred. And Alfred's friend that just followed us. Oh, yeah. Our two followers. Okay. Anyway, um, we should probably just start getting into the story. Um, we're going to start off um, talking a little bit about Joseph's life as a child, um, where he grew up. He, he grew up where he imprisoned his daughter. Yeah. In his childhood home. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of fucking sad. Or actually, I don't know if that, that was actually his childhood home. I don't know when they moved into that house because it was a pretty big house and everything I've read said that Yosef lived in a very poor neighborhood. So I think they might have moved eventually, but he li- he didn't, lived in his mom's house. Didn't he make good money somehow? Didn't he, in- oh, he inherit made great- a fortune or something like that? No, he made great money because he was very handy. He could build pretty much anything. Oh, like, he always had a job, even when he was convicted of rape and served fucking time and had a felony. He still found work fairly easily because he was very, very talented with just building shit. He built his entire cellar. No, but, I know. But anyway, let's, let's get into this. Um, so, to start off, Josef Fritzel was born in Amstetten. I'm probably not pronouncing that right, um, <laughs> in Lower Austria on uh, April 9th of 1935. And a little um, background of the area. Um, in March 13th of 1938, the German Chancellor Adolf Hitler was invited to occupy Austria. Um, Hitler was actually born about 90 miles from Amstetten. Not too far. Not too far. A couple hours away. And... Um, Hitler, it's obvious, obviously, like, not not obviously, I don't know what I'm saying. Very often, uh, Hitler would visit Amstetten, and he always said this, the town was filled with, or filled him with great pleasure. Like, he just fucking loved it, pretty much, because that place is pretty fucking sick. Um, and he has a little mustache, so they go well together. <laughs> um, that, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, he had a mustache. Yeah, he had that little, little smear on his, on his lip. Oh, kind of like when I stick my finger in my butt and rub it on my upper lip? Yeah, everybody knows how you love to do that. Okay. Yeah, I did that this morning. Um, Amazing. In uh, June of 1941, Germany invaded the Soviet Union, and Josef became accustomed to seeing German soldiers just walking through the streets of his hometown. Um, Josef would later admit that this exposure to Nazism exerted a very strong and lasting respect for control and authority in his life, which is what we will see very later in the story with the way that he dictates and controls his entire family he pretty much ran like he, he was the fucking king of his house pretty much he was unopposed he was the fucking leader very controlling very narcissistic yeah kind of like pepper shout out to you peps yeah he's, he's outside he asleep? oh yeah we, we I, kicked him out I, I kicked him out he's 86 um during his childhood um all of the other children and just people around i don't so now I'm thinking about this. I don't know where they got this information. There's no way they asked children very, like, 70 years later. Anyways, apparently he was always well-behaved and um, liked by his other classmates. Um, it is known that, well, during the war, Amstetten was used as a target. Pretty much just as a bomb me. Mm-hmm. So I don't fuck up some other shit. Um, and because of this, Josef spent many nights in a shelter, in a bomb shelter, with his mother, uh, Maria Fritzel. 
and there is no definitive proof, and Fritzl actually denies these claims, but it's pretty accepted that his mother probably molested him during this time in the shelter because he had very severe mommy issues. He, when asked if he ever, like, sexually thought about his mother, he admitted to it, and she was also just a very violent and strange person. So it's pretty widely believed that this is where he got a lot of his um, incestual traits from. I remember hearing that something about his mom being seen by a psychologist or something. I don't know if it was ever proven or I guess something was said along the lines of they took her in and there was nothing they could do for her that she was just broken, that her mind was broken, that she was just completely fucked in the head. Honestly, I have not found a lot about his mother beside the fact that I'm getting to it right now, but they lived in a poor neighborhood. She beat him constantly. Um, She was pretty much the dictator of their house. She Mm -hmm. beat him like all the fucking time. I could see how that would cause some mommy issues, but... Well, she didn't just beat him. She beat him till he was like black and blue and laying in a puddle of blood on the floor. So she really did beat the shit out of him. Um, his father left when he was very, very young. Um, a couple things say that he left, but a couple other resources that I found said that his mother kicked him out, but I don't really know the factualness of that because I kind of feel like she didn't really give a shit about anything. Yeah. But um, Either way, he he's a bastard. A oh, bastard yeah. child. Yeah, he was a bastard child um, because... His mother pretty much just had him to prove to um, Fritzl's father that she could have a child. He would always berate her. Out of spite, yeah. Yeah, he, he would always berate her and just talk shit on her, telling her that she was barren because she could not have a child like the doctors told her she couldn't. So she pretty much just kept plowing away without without a little, I don't know what they used for condoms back then, maybe like some bear skin or something. They probably did not use condoms they back then. They definitely used bear skin. Um... And she just kept fucking without the bear skin, and eventually she plopped out a little fucking Austrian piece of shit with some disgusting eyebrows. I'm going to post a picture of this he, guy on Instagram, by the way. This guy... Oh. Okay. Unlike uh, Ted Bundy, which is a pretty hot topic right now, so I thought I'd throw him in. Unlike Ted Bundy, this guy does not... Looks like a fucking maniac. You know, a lot of things that I read actually said that... I don't condone this, but supposedly everyone says that he was very handsome and cunning oh, when he was God. a child. I don't know. Like, when I look at... I, I actually saw some younger pictures of him on... Um, I looked him up on Google, and I found some younger pictures of him, and he wasn't, like, terrible looking, but it's just crazy to look at how he used to look and looking at how he aged, because his eyebrows are, like, to a point. They're, his, they're like, curved, and then they point at the end. His eyebrows go to, like, the middle of his forehead. I don't know exactly what it is about this guy's face that makes it so terrifying. I feel like it's his eyebrows more than anything. But, I mean, I feel like I've seen these wrinkles on people before and they don't look as terrifying. This guy is probably the scariest looking motherfucker. Yeah, no, I would never. I would never approach this man. He is disgusting. If I saw him on the street, like, I I would not want to come anywhere near him whether I knew what he did or not. He is fucking repulsive. He is just fucking disgusting. Um... Anyway, bastard child, beat, blood, blood. Um, Joseph did believe that all of these beatings that he got from his mother were for his own good. I don't know if you knew that. He mm-hmm. he had a really weird complex after dealing with all the shit he did. Like, he he became really enthralled in just Nazism in general. He loved seeing the SS officers walk around his city. 
he loved knowing that they were just fucking patrolling and doing their things. They were often seen in like bars, like hanging out with a lot of people. And everyone in Austria or in Amsterdam in general just welcomed the Nazis like with open arms. So he grew up just loving all this shit. He just absolutely loved it. And it all turned him into the fabulous fucking home dictator that he was. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so we move on a little bit. Um, in 1958, he had his first daughter um, with... I guess I kind of skipped. Um, a little bit before this, he met his wife, Rosemary, who he would eventually spend the rest of his life with. And back to this. Um, in 1958, he had his first daughter named... I don't know how I pronounce this name. It's spelled U-L-R-K-E. Ulrich. 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 But it's a daughter, so I don't know. I thought Ulrich was like... Ulrich? I thought that was a male name. Ulrich? Ulrich? I don't know. I'm going to go Ulrich. Okay, we'll go with that. And this was his um, first of seven children that he would have with Rosemary over the next 13 years. Um... And one year later, after having his first daughter, um, Fritzl was arrested for attempted rape. Um, right before this, Fritzl was... He was known around the town for constantly exposing himself. He would run into the woods, or just by the woods, late at night, or getting close to, like, you know, six o'clock-ish, just when it's getting dark. And he wore a trench coat. And he would walk around, and he would see classic. girls alone or something. Yeah, it's like a fucking movie scene. Classic like, flasher. <laughs> literally, like, the dumbest classic flasher thing ever. But that's what he did. He walked around in a trench coat, and he would just flash himself to chicks in the woods to get his jollies off. And there's, um, there's a lot of men out there. Well, there's a lot of monsters out there, like our friend Fritzel here, that literally, um, they get off on disgusting women. Like... On like, oh, I thought you being, meant like on disgusting no, women. No, not like, they disgusting just love, like, women. Repulsive women. No, they like <laughs> women being disgusted by them. Yeah, well, it's I mean, crazy. But like, how is that? Well, but here's you know? the weird thing. I I enjoy that too, but I don't Caleb, show them my dick. No, <laughs> you are nothing like this man. Stop right now. I don't show them my dick. I just disgust them with my personality. No, there's and been a my... lot of men like this who just who either. Um, you know, masturbate in front of women or show women their dicks and they just absolutely love it. They love the reactions they get from these women. See, I had an ex-girlfriend that tried to tell me to masturbate in front of her and I got awkward and shy and I, I just don't know if I could do that in front of, front of random... Uh, shop my dick off. Did you do that? I would have. I, I don't think don't, so. Don't, don't <laughs> check. Don't check. I'm right here. <laughs> I think it's still there. <laughs> have, you, have you peed? Hello? Where doctor? Did you pee from? Can I get a doctor? Does pee come from the balls? Yes. Okay. This is widely known. Alright. This is pee? are you stupid? Pee is stored in the balls. Well yeah, this Thanks. is just fact. Um, another fact is um a little while after I already said this, but he was arrested for attempted rape. Um he pretty much he found a girl outside of the woods and he literally proceeded to grab her and drag her into the woods. And try and rape her. I don't remember exactly how she got away. She did. She escaped somehow. Um, but she didn't say anything to anyone for like the next 40 years because she was scared of saying something. It finally came out when he was arrested for mm. kidnapping and uh, harboring Elizabeth. Um, and then let's see what happened after that. Where's my timeline? One month later... After he attempted to rape this chick in um, 1967, this was on September 4th, 1967, 
Um, one month later, on October 6th, he successfully raped a woman. And this was a 24-year-old married nurse. Um, her husband was at work. She was expecting him to come home fairly soon, and he broke into her house somehow quietly because she didn't notice immediately. I don't know. I don't think I found exactly how he broke in, but he broke into her house. Um, he walked into her kitchen, grabbed the biggest knife that he could, and went into her room, uh, walked up behind her, put the knife against her neck, and pretty much just told her, get in the bed, get naked, and if you scream, I'll kill you. And he raped her. She didn't say anything for, it's I think... Absolutely terrifying. Yeah, and he he told her that that's like... That's like the worst fucking nightmare, honestly. Yeah, no, that is literally Home invasions from are fucking terrifying. Yeah, like, especially if you're home during them. And it's especially with a guy like this. Yeah, like, and listen, just reading stories like this when I'm alone at home... It's terrifying. It gets, it gets me feeling some type of way. It's I start like, looking around yeah. in my room and I'm like... I hear a little sound and I'm just like, don't fuck with me. I'm like, don't fuck... <laughs> you, you know... Try me, you, bitch. You know I have at least three electronic items in my room. I have a lamp. <laughs> to all you robbers out there, if you know where I live, you're thinking of coming to my house, I will hit you with a fucking lamp. I'll probably just scream and, and cower and... Well, I to... should stop before I become a target. <laughs> <laughs> you are a target. You're scared of bugs. Okay, yes, I'm scared of bugs. But... You scream and holler if a bug comes near you. I couldn't imagine if someone came near you with a knife. Yeah, no, I would die. I'd be dead. <laughs> I, do, I think you just give up. No, I, feel, I would. I feel like you would just exactly what you I'm would saying. just go straight in the fetal position. And no, I wouldn't. That'd be it. The only way that I would I would go into flight mode, or fight mode. Sorry, <laughs> fight mode would be if Maddie was with me. Okay, yeah. That is the only reason. If it was I, myself, I just wouldn't. I just would just lay there and probably start playing dead. And they look at me like, um. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could very much see that. But yeah, so Joseph Fritzl successfully raped this chick. He literally tell told her, um. If you scream, I will kill you. And knowing this information is what really pisses me off for um, what I'm about to say. He was convicted about three weeks later. They found his fingerprints somewhere around the house. I can't remember exactly where, but they linked him to the crime. He was found guilty. And this piece of shit was sentenced to 18 months in prison. A year and a half for raping a woman at knife point. After breaking into her home. And threatening to kill her if she screamed. Yeah. Yep. I don't I don't even get how the home invasion alone isn't just the, 18 months. Yeah, no, I was going to say the home invasion is 18 months. No problem. But Austria's The fucked. fact that anyone would get less than... I don't even know. Personally, I think if you rape someone, you should have fucking life in prison. No, no, no. If you rape somebody, you deserve to die. Yeah. You, you deserve to fucking die because you're a piece of shit. Plain and fucking simple. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Um, you either need life in prison or, like, I feel like at least the very least. Give him 30 fucking years. Just keep, keep you keep you far away from me for, like, a long fucking time. I'm just... All I gotta say about this, 18 months, fucking ridiculous. It's shit. It's shit. It, it makes no sense to me at all. Um, so he served his 18 months. I don't even know if he served the full 18 months, honestly. He might not have. Um, and in 1971, he moved back into his mom's old house because him and Rosemary started to have more children. I think they were up to, like, their third child at this time, roughly. And uh, he moved into his mom's old house. And here's where things get a little fucking weird. So the first few times I heard about this case, and uh, the, the first time I ever learned anything about this case, I watched a documentary. And I... 
didn't hear anything about this. I watched a couple documentaries after, still never heard anything about this. But upon reading like a couple books about it and watching a few other documentaries and just looking into some of their shit, um, Fritzl later claims, or he would later claim after he was caught with um, Elizabeth, that he imprisoned his mother, similar to the way that he imprisoned Elizabeth. But he imprisoned her in his attic for roughly 20 years. His mother? His mother. I did not know this. Yes, his own mother. Um, pretty much the way he put it, he reversed the roles. Because his entire childhood, his mom oh, I see. was like the fucking boss. Like, she controlled yeah. everything. And that was fucking it. Like, if he talked back, if he did anything, he was fucked. And he was terrified of her. And he wanted her to feel the same way about him. So he would pretty much tell all of his neighbors that she died in 1969, two years before he moved into the house. But he says that in reality, she lived until 1980 oh and was God. trapped inside of his house. And it's, he pretty much says that that, is, that was his basis for trapping his daughter later because he already had experience keeping someone locked away for years and years and years. So, this guy just gets more and more fucked. Um, 1982 was a very special year in Joseph Fritzl's life because, ooh, because this marked the 15th anniversary. That was a Fart Brothers, a fart, like, kind of circulating. Didn't come out, but it was it was bubbling in there. Um, uh, so, 1982 marked the 15th anniversary of Joseph's rape conviction. Motherfucker, Brie. All right, well, Brie uncontrollably laughed and made me pause the fucking podcast. So anyway, <laughs> back to where we were. Um, I don't even know if I finished saying this. Um, it was the 15th anniversary of his rape conviction, and it was officially expunged from his record. Because in Austria, Austrian law at the time, after 15 years, a rape conviction would just disappear. It's like it never happened. Are you fucking kidding me? No, not kidding. Austria is thunderfucked, dude. They, they have fixed this since... I surely but, hope so. Uh, yeah. So pretty much what this led to later down the line, when his daughter would disappear and when all of this sketchy shit was just going on around his house, no one really questioned him because everyone forgotten about his rape conviction. And it's really crazy too because when it happened, it was all fucking over. Like he was in the newspapers. He was known around town as a guy that raped a chick and went to jail for it. And he was fired from his job, obviously, because, you know, he was in jail for, like, 18 months. But he was hired on to a new, like, some kind of construction thing. I don't remember exactly what it was. But he was hired on fairly fast because of how good he was with his hands and how good he was with building things. And pretty much everyone at his job knew that he was a convicted rapist, but... They just didn't really care. A lot of the women there said that they felt really uncomfortable and they didn't want to work around him, but it was kind of just shrugged off as, like, almost no big deal because they were like, well, he's really good at what he does, so... Absolutely sick. So, yeah, that happened. Um, this would pretty much open a bunch of new doors for him to do almost whatever the fuck he wanted because he was pretty much a free man at this point. He served his time, and everyone forgot about it this time. And the crazy thing, too... Um, this kind of paints a picture for Rosemary early on, which is, again, his wife, mm -hmm. because she knew about this. He was gone for a year and a half. They already had 
I think it was just one children at the time. I think it was just Yurik. <laughs> Yurik. Whatever her um, name is. It was just her at this time, so she was alone for about a good year and a half just raising her child on her own. And um, uh, her sister, Rosemary's sister, I believe her name is Christine, she comes up very often in these stories because she she was pretty much the little angel in Rosemary's ear telling her, get the fuck away from this guy. He's fucking terrible. And Rosemary just never really gave a shit. Rosemary, Rosemary was pretty much chosen by Josef Fritzl for the reason that she was extremely naive and she pretty much just did whatever the fuck he told her to. Yeah. Like, she succumbed to everything he did or said. Usually the case in these situations. Yeah. His wish was her command. Yeah. Like, 100%. Like, she fucking lived for him. And um, that's pretty much why he said he was with her. Um, interviewers later asked him if she bore any resemblance to his mother, and he was like, no, not at all. That's why he was with her, because his mother wouldn't take any shit. She was, like, known to be a very strong, opinionated woman. Apparently until he fucking captured her later and, like, broke her down. But, um, yeah, he pretty much picked Rosemary with the plans of just doing whatever the fuck he wanted for the rest of his life. Because even while he was with her, um, they they stopped having sex, like, a, like a few years down their relationship, like, I think, like, 10, 15 years down. And they just pretty much never had sex again because she got fat and he wasn't a fan of that. You know, the guy who fucks his daughter can't, can't deal with fatness at all you know it make it makes sense standards but um he <laughs> fucking crazy <laughs> he uh very often um went to brothels which if you don't know what a brothel is it is pretty much like a sex house yeah um and he didn't really the surprising thing about him he actually didn't have a preference he slept with um men also wow i did not know that yeah um, that part was kept pretty low-key, like, some of his friends kind of knew about it, because he off he very often took very lavish vacations. He went to a lot of places, he would take, like, four, six-week-long vacations, and he would just have sex with hookers on these vacations, he would, like, drink, get massages all day, like, lay by the pool, and I, I, I there's a look you're giving me, Bree's giving me a look right now, are you, are you thinking that's weird because he had captives? Yes he would store their cellar with food for, like, four weeks or, like, six weeks no, and he'd just fucking leave. I'm not saying. It's just weird that, like... It's not weird. Like, I'm not surprised by the fact that he did this, but trying to get my... Trying to wrap my head around leaving your daughter who had your kids <laughs> in your fucking I'm gonna just stop you there. Cellar. I'm gonna just stop you there. Those two things that you said... When you said daughter with your kids and trying to wrap your brain around, you you can't. No, you no. That's what I'm saying. Like you can't. There's no wrapping your head around this. Like, and then he's just like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna fucking go somewhere and uh, you know, get my fucking dick wet and uh, lay by the pool and get me a tan. Yeah. Like and, what the? And it the just doesn't him, make sense. The thing about and him think, too, um, he they had he didn't he didn't just do this on his lavish vacations. Um, he had he had brothels in his hometown of Amsterdam. And he, he went to them very often. He was pretty much a regular. And a lot of the girls at the brothels that he would go to would not allow him in anymore and would not fuck with him because he asked them to do fucked up things. Like, he he wasn't just the average weird customer that liked, you know, rough sex or whatever. He would tell girls to lay completely still 
and act like a corpse so that he could fuck them. Or he would just beat the shit out of them. Like, he left some girls, like, beat near death. And it's crazy that, like, more of them didn't call the cops or something, but they were fucking scared of him. There's not a lot that, like, gets to me like this guy does. No, yeah, this guy... Like, really, this guy fucking really gets to me, like... This guy, like, really irritates me to my core on a new level. It's not even irritating, dude. Like, he fucking... He gives me the fucking... Oh, he makes me fucking sick. (sighs) My stomach is turning. Yeah, this this guy's fucked. And I know... I'm sorry, everyone. We're bouncing around so much. Every time I start talking about something on this guy, I'm trying to kind of keep a timeline going. But every time I bring something up about this guy... There's just something else I have to say because there's just so much rolling through my mind on this case constantly. There are just so many new details that I found about found out about this case too while researching. I no, I, I watched like fucking seven documentaries. I watched like every documentary and like every YouTube video available, like looking at the cellar, looking at the afterlife and everything. But okay, we should probably get back on track. Um, <laughs> I was trying to go into Liz's life right now, and I completely just went straight Fritzel. I don't even know where this started or what fucking happened. But um, Elizabeth's life, um, she pretty much when she was born, she became Joseph Fritzel's favorite immediately. She was um, either the third or fourth child born. I think she was the third. She was the middle child. I know that much. She was the middle child. It was either the third or fourth. can't remember which one. But... um, he fell in love with her immediately, and as she started to grow old, at first it was just a father-daughter love, and as she started to grow older, and he stopped sleeping with Mo- Rosemary, and he stopped being attracted to Rosemary, um, he became infatuated with his daughter. And by the time she was 11, um, he does he does deny this allegation, but I'm inclined to believe it 100%, because I see no... F- I see absolutely no reason why someone would lie about this, or why Elizabeth would lie about this. Um, she said that the rape started when she was 11 years old. Mm-hmm. Really fucking young. And it it was actually a pretty constant thing, too. Like, it would happen probably at least multiple times a month, and pretty frequently. Um, she was a very quiet, very shy child because of this. She didn't really talk to anyone. She had a few friends at school, and she would later confide in them. Um, as she it pretty much just stayed the same for a while, like, while she was young. Like, from 11 to 14-ish, it was just the same cycle. And as she got older, um, she started to get beat very more frequently. Many of Fritzl's friends would even see her get beat by him like viciously and they would all say that she got the beatings much worse than all the other kids did because he was he was seen as a very um pretty much a very like powerful father which was a good thing in Emsetten and in Austria in general they didn't really see like beatings as a bad thing to a certain extent but yeah. that extent wasn't the it was barely there like yeah. they were fine with beatings pretty much they just saw you as a strict parent and that was fine so she got beatings very regularly and no one really cared. Um, as she got older, she experimented in with like drugs a little bit. Not really like drugs, it was kind of just like drinking and smoking a little bit. Um, she did that for a while, she would hang out with her friends, but she was not allowed to leave her house very often. He would let her leave the house maybe like once a week, like at most. Um, but most of the time it was like right when she got out of school, she had to be home or she would get the shit beaten out of her. Um, this went on for years and years. Um, eventually, she would 
start to kind of move away from the house and think that she could get away because she took a um a two-month course what was she studying i think it was just i think it was cooking he mm -hmm. oh yeah, yeah it was it was cooking because fitzel actually sent her out to that and she didn't know this but he sent her out um to go learn how to cook because he wanted her to have that trade for when he put her down into the cellar he wanted her to cook for him. It is wild how planned he out planned this. Was. He planned everything out years in advance. Years, years in advance. advance. He literally sent her to a school to learn how to cook for him when he would make her a sex slave. Like three years later. Um, so over this like two month course, I think she, I, I, I'm wrong. I think she was about like sixteen or seventeen at this time. She is actually trying to find like a job and stuff to get away, and she actually had a boyfriend around this time too. But it all kind of fell to pieces when the course ended and she just kind of had to move back home. And immediately Fritzel, or almost immediately Fritzel found out about her boyfriend because he was sending um, letters to her. Because they were they were actually like really in love, like they planned on getting married. Mm -hmm. And uh, he would send letters to the house and Fritzel would get to all of them before um, Elizabeth would get to them. And he would pretty much just like burn them and get rid of them or something. Pretty but sure. he saw a lot of letters that said that, you know, he loved her and he wanted to like go away with her and stuff. Fritzel was not fucking having it. He was not it. having it, yeah. He was not having it because in his eyes, his daughter was his property. And she was not allowed to love anyone else or be with anyone else except for him. So the beatings got a lot worse, a lot more frequent. He raped her just terribly after finding this out. After finding like the notes, it said that he raped her like for like an entire day pretty much. Um, and about a year later, um, when she turned 18, or no, I'm, I'm skipping ahead again. She ran away in between this. She mm -hmm. finally had enough of everything. She, um, talked to one of her friends after going to a bar with her one night. It was one of her work friends. They went and had a drink after work, and she just started, like, hysterically crying and freaking out, and she told her friend about how her father had been, like, raping her for years and years, and she was finally done with it. So they ran away together. And I think they were only gone for maybe like a few days, but this gave Joseph his his initiative to not initiative. It gave him his chance to write a police report and to say that she was pretty much a shitty child who ran away. She was into drugs. She was into drinking and partying and whatnot. And this was all in writing now because he got that police report on her. She was found a few days later, immediately brought back to Fritzel. And a few months later, um, I guess I didn't really say this, but he was building his cellar under his house, um, just waiting to imprison his daughter for years and years and years. A cellar is almost an understatement of what he had down there. Well, it was a whole just... It was a cellar. It was a giant underground cellar, like, with tunnels and yes, fucking... Yes, that's what I'm saying. And like the doors and, and, and Yeah, it was, it was a very... Booby traps and all that. That was actually never really confirmed. That was actually just a lie. Would you doubt it, though? I do doubt it because I know it's fact. It's a lie. <laughs> he, he, uh, they, his daughters, or his daughter and his children with his daughter all thought that the cellar was booby-trapped for a long time, but, and a lot of police did too, but they found out eventually that it wasn't. It was just a lie. Oh, okay. He just told them that it was booby-trapped if they ever tried to escape. But, um, years before he built this infamous cellar, um, he pretty much had to get approval from the city. So he gave them plans and showed them what he was building down there. He even had, like, I mean, people actually came out to check out the cellar, too. But what he did is he had a secret door behind, like, 
fucking like bookshelves or something and a bunch like of passageways like he just had a really elaborate setup and all of his shit hidden behind a bunch of doors and whatnot um but he he started building this like five years before he trapped her down there yeah and the whole time he pretty much just added additions onto it he just said it was for storage and for you know other things but he had all of these elaborate hidden rooms to trap his daughter inside of so on one day um I'll, I'll get I'll get the date in the next episode for sure. I don't have it written down right now. But when she is um, 18 years old, he finally decides that it's time. And his last addition to this cellar is the cellar door, which was a 600-pound concrete and steel door that he acquired. And um, he took Elizabeth into the yard. He asked her to help him fit the door on and um, grabbed a towel with ether on it, drugged her with it, and chained her down inside of the cellar, where she would remain for the next 24 years. Thick fuck. And this is pretty much where I am going to end the story right now. We got a little bit into Joseph's um, child life, a little bit into a little bit in Elizabeth's background before she went in. It's just the key points. I mean, there's a lot of other stuff that happened in between them, but it's not very crucial to the story. Yeah. Um. But that's about it right now, guys. This is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode than usual. Um, the reasoning being that we're out of fucking room on SoundCloud. <laughs> we gotta, we Not gotta sp- only are we out of room on SoundCloud, but I, I feel like we should keep these like about 40, 45 minutes just because it is a three-parter. going to be a two or three-parter. Well, no, that's fine. The reason you know? it's going to be a two or three-parter is because of all the information. I mean, they're probably going to be a little longer. They're going to be around like... I don't know, I'll try to keep it true. I, I don't fucking care. I, it's the, this one's shorter. Just shut the fuck up if you liked Deal it and you fucking it, huh? liked it. Just, I don't like it. I'm sure I sound like shit. But uh, yeah, we're just we're going to cut this now. We're going to give you um, pretty much all the information on Elizabeth's life in the cellar. And that is when the story really starts to fucking take off. It's it's something else. It's tough shit. It's It's... Heavy shit, and um, I mean, I don't know if I should throw this out there now or later, but if anybody out there is dealing with rape or being a rape victim, you know, it's we're not your best friends or anything, but you know Just where to find something. us. Say something. Like tell tell someone. You don't have to report it right away, you know, but just you know, do what you think is right. Yep, I mean, the less the less people like Yosef on the streets, the better. Mm-hmm. It just it it still baffles me thinking about how many people are trapped right now. It fucking saddens me. It literally because you never makes my know, heart like, and my stomach, dude. Like like you don't hear tons of stories about this, but you fucking hear them. You hear them. It happens. It's very it's real. fucking real. It's very fucking real. It's a real thing. But yeah, guys. Um, sorry this this episode was a little boring or a little strange. Um, I try to kind of laugh a little bit, but uh. It's true just, crime. Just, it's much more serious than the other stuff. Oh, I'll still laugh. And I'll, make, shit. I'll still laugh and I'll still make fun of, like, Joseph Ritzel's fucking face. Like, there's still funny... His fucking eyebrows, There's dude. still funny parts in this. Have you seen his face? I've seen his face. It's hilarious. It. It's hilarious how disgusting he is. It's a nightmare. But, uh, yeah, this is our first episode on true crime. Cut us some fucking slack. Um, hopefully it sounds good. Um, if anyone has any suggestions or you think we sound like just fucking dog shit and you want to tell us to just give up, like, go for it, you know? I'm, I'm open. We'll take a... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. E- email criticism. me. Criticism. Yeah, criticism. Email me and tell me I'm dog shit. 
Just leave it at that. It's Do fine. not email me. Do not email me. Yeah, email her at uh, breenerbreenerson at dogshit.com. And uh, that's, that's really it. Um, if you want to email us, horrorsoup at yahoo.com. You can find us on Instagram at horrorsoup, um, on Facebook at horrorsoup. And we will be back next week with the rest of Joseph Fritz's story. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> that was so bad. You're the fucking worst. <laughs> All right, guys. <coughs>